0: Bridge of Hope and all of our guests and friends who are joining with us. We want to thank God that we're able to worship together today. Like you to open your Bibles to the gospel of Mark. Uh, That's Mark chapter five. Uh, We will be continuing in our series. Demons don't define me. Demons don't define me. Look with me to Mark chapter five verses 18 to 20. We're going to be looking uh, at that entire passage from verses 1 to 20, but for now, we will just read these last few verses. As he was getting into the boat, verse 18, the man who had been possessed with demons begged him that he might be with him, and he did not that's jesus did not permit him but said to him go home to your friends and tell them how much the lord has done for you and how he has been mercy how he has had mercy on you and he went away and began to proclaim it in decapolis how much jesus had done for him and everyone marveled i'd like to speak today on this topic what should i tell them what should i tell them pray with me please father we just thank you today for your people and the grace that you have given to us through your word That our hearts may be exposed, that your truth might enter in and change us. Lord, deliver us from our past. Deliver us from our brokenness and all of its manifestations, demonic, sickness, mental illness, all of the manifestations of our brokenness. We surrender them to you in Jesus name, amen. What should I tell them? As we said before, our passage actually begins in Mark chapter 5 verse 1. But at the end of that passage, which is the scriptures that I read, uh, Jesus tells the man to go and tell all that he's done for him. And, and the question comes up, well, what specifically should this man tell his community and world about Jesus? Well, I want us to look back through this passage and we will see all the things that he told them and that you and I should tell others what Christ has done for us. Let's start looking at the beginning of Mark 5. Uh, it's an interesting passage. In 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 fact, in my opinion, the account kind of opens strangely. If you look at verses one and two, it says that Jesus has gone to the other side of the sea, uh, to the area or country region called the Gerasenes, and immediately a man, a demon-possessed man, runs up. Uh, And bows down before him. Uh, This demon-possessed man, uh, according to the scripture, lives among the tombs in the cemetery. And we've got to ask, well, why is it that this man coincidentally runs up to Jesus as soon as Jesus gets off the boat? And, uh, and bows down before him as if he knows him. Uh, I think to understand what's going on, we've actually got to go back to Mark chapter 4. If you look at Mark chapter 4, verse 35, it says, On that day when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go across the to the other side so Jesus says let's go to the Gerasenes area and uh, we understand uh, that when he is going to this area it is a unique area uh, because uh, we'll later see that uh, it's a region usually uh, that Jews do not go there very often and we'll see why but when he when Jesus does go there, uh, I want you to see that there is a connection between the chaos that's taking place there in the garrisons and the chaos that meets Jesus when he, after he says let's go across to the other side and I want you to know that the chaos that takes place is directly connected to the nature of, of satanic activity and spiritual warfare um, let me first say this Uh Fallen angels or demons, they are not omniscient, they are not omnipresent, and they are not omnipotent. However, they are aware of what you are going to do based on your response to something or what you say. And when Jesus says, let's go to the other side, whatever spirits are in that area and hear him, they are aware that Jesus has plans to go to this other region, this region uh, that's usually not trafficked by the Jews so much. And as Jesus is going there, he's in the boat, and you read in Mark chapter 4 that uh, a storm brews up, a storm that seems like it comes out of nowhere. It's so bad that these disciples many of whom have been sailors themselves wake Jesus up because they are afraid that they are going to die. They say don't you worry aren't you afraid we're going to perish and Jesus gets up and speaks to the storm and he says be still stop and the storm ceases I want you to understand that what is uh what we are made to see both in chapter 4 and in chapter 5 these are directly connected to the same spiritual activity the 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 spirits of that area the demons if you will are behind that storm and jesus is letting them know i've got power to silence you and and so he uses his power and he is omnipotent and he silences them he silences the storm he silences the waves and so though the demons are aware of what he's going to do they don't have the power or the knowledge or ability to stop Jesus and so this attack on the sea is directly connected now to this unrest that is taking place in this man that is demon possessed and so he runs anticipating that Jesus is coming he sees Jesus from afar and he runs up to Jesus and he bows down before him and he uh, lets him know he he lets them know through this action I know who you are and Jesus is coming to this area and earlier we said this is the Gentile area and how could we see it in the text if it did not state it outright we you can tell that it's a Gentile area one by the presence of the pigs later on in that passage and also by the fact that there is a man that is living among the tombs we know from the Old Testament and from Torah that it would be unclean for a person to be among the dead or to touch dead things so this man is unclean and the pigs that these people are herding is unclean and their proximity to these pigs makes them unclean However, Jesus has come here for a mission. And so the spirits, these fallen spirits, these demons that are within this man are aware that Jesus is coming there for a purpose that they're not sure why. And so uh, they come there to ask him, what do you want to do here? I want you to know that this whole scenario tells us something about Jesus and demons (laughs) and when and one of the things that it tells us as we said earlier we see both the limitations of demons that Jesus has power over them but we also see something else we see that Jesus is not scared and his mission cannot be stopped by spiritual warfares or demons. Jesus, in fact, one of the things you that this man needs to tell people is tell them Jesus isn't afraid of anyone's demons he's not afraid of spiritual warfare he's not afraid of spiritual attack and whatever you're going to do to try to hinder the kingdom of God from accomplishing what he has set out to do it cannot be done it cannot be stopped this is important to see that Jesus coming to this Gentile area with a mission which ultimately is to deliver this man it cannot be stopped by anyone or anything The second thing I want you to see is that the unusual storm and the immediate presence of the demon that confronts Jesus when he arrives as well as the awareness of these demons that Jesus is the son of the most high God lets us know that spiritual problems particularly of the demonic nature are not or rather should be Uh, looked upon as distinct from mental disorders today when we see people and we we see perhaps them in a manic state or 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 uh, they seem to have some kind of mental disorder we would just say well you know probably that's what happened in the bible that some of these people who were demon possessed today we would say that they have this condition or they have this condition no we see through the scripture, both through their manipulation of the weather, we see through their, uh, the multiple presence of spirits in this individual as well as their awareness of who Jesus is. Keep in mind, even the disciples who had been with Jesus, this is chapter 5 of Mark, it is not until chapter 8 of Mark that Peter gets the revelation when Jesus says, who do men say that I am? He says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Well, before the disciples who have been with Jesus are aware of who Jesus is, the demons are. And So this lets us know that when we're talking about demons, demons existed then and they exist today and they are more than merely a mental disorder. These are spiritual beings that are in warfare against the kingdom of God. And we've got to be aware of that. But our passage helps us to understand that no matter what, these demons intend against god's people or against the kingdom of god jesus is not afraid of them because they can't stop him i do want to make reference and this is just an important passage to take note of in matthew chapter 4 verse 23 and uh 23 to 25 actually it says when jesus went out through all throughout all of galilee teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom listen healing every disease and every affliction among the people so as fame went out through all syria they brought him listen all the sick those afflicted with various diseases and pains and those oppressed by demons. And then he says those having seizures and paralytics and he healed them. And that word for uh, seizure, sometimes it's translated um, epilep- epileptic, uh, but in the Greek, it's really uh, it, it really translates to lunatic and let's not say lunatic for crazy but from Luna referring to the moon uh, those who are impacted mentally by the shifting of the moon and how Uh, these things impact us physiologically sometimes resulting in seizures we need to see that the scripture sees the demon possession as an affliction but separate from a mental and physical disorder though they can be behind one's sickness now as we come back to mark and we look at this passage we have to see that this man who is possessed his condition reminds us that we have to be candid about our life before Christ when we think about what do we tell people about Jesus well we need to tell them the truth about what our life was like Before Jesus came into it, and before, rather, before we came into his kingdom, I want us to see here that the the reality of what was life, what life was like before Christ, is is that it was a dark life. Look at this man. This man lived, as the scripture says, verse 3, among the tombs. He had an unclean spirit spirit in him and he was not normally going he was not going to somebody's house at night he was not interacting with everybody normally he lived in the cemetery he was chained there Uh, this man had multiple conversations with himself and so it was because the spirit within him would speak to him and so it was almost as if he was living with several voices In his head and they were telling him and seemingly defining for him a new sense of reality. Not in accordance to truth but in accordance to their dark source. And these spirits would cause him to throw himself down and hurt himself. In fact, not only throw himself down but I want us to see that what happens when we are in the kingdom of darkness is that there are at times benefits to uh, that he lures us through and this man seemingly had um, a a supernatural power Uh, we think about our cartoons and the Marvel and DC comics and we grow up saying, man, wouldn't it be great to have the strength of Superman? Well, the Bible speaks about this man having a supernatural strength. They would put uh, uh, cuffs on him or shackles on him and he would break them physically. Several times the Bible would say, no one could control him and so isn't that great to have that kind of power and sometimes that's exactly what the devil does he entices us he offers us something that we could that we desire but when we get it if we find that it's not what we want remember with Adam and Eve he offered them a wisdom a knowledge of God of the knowledge of good and evil but when they got it they realized it killed them spiritually when they received it they realized it them from God and so it was with this man when he received this power from these demons it isolated him from humanity it isolated him from his family it dehumanized him this this power seemed to have uh, been accompanied by a crazed manic disposition people couldn't control him it drove them away from him and and then we read that in verse 5 that there would be crying heard day and night this man who seemingly could pick up things like with supernatural strength he would be mourning crying and wailing do you know when you are in the kingdom of darkness there is an anguish of the soul there is a burden of the heart there is a moaning sometimes have you looked at people and they just seem sad and you ask them what's wrong and they say "Oh, nothing but you can see in their heart there is something wrong with their spirit this is what it's like apart from Christ. Something is troubling this man and they try to help him but nobody can help them. Listen, when Satan has a hold on you, you can't break it. You notice this text again says no one could. Have you been there where no one could help you? This strong man is so broken he's not only crying and mourning and isolated, no one can help him but the Bible says he even starts harming himself, He takes rocks and cuts himself. He hurts himself. Satan will get you to hate yourself and to harm yourself and to make you feel like all hope is lost. What do you tell them? You got to tell people about what your life was like before Jesus came. Tell them the truth about your old life move down this passage we see it's important to note that we are not just dealing with one individual we're dealing with Jesus we're dealing with this man this broken man and then we are dealing with the spirit the demon that is within him hmm This man with constant conversations. This spirit that throws him down. Makes him aware of who Jesus is. And Jesus discerns this is a man with a spirit. Jesus, the text says, started speaking to the spirits come out of him. And recognize that these spirits were entrenched do you know that uh, the sin in you can be so entrenched it can't easily just be separated from you the Bible tells us that Jesus then asked the question what is your name I want to make uh, typically I just assume that he is speaking to the demon when he says what are your name what is your name demon but I don't think he's merely speaking to the spirit I believe he's speaking to the man and the man answers my name is legion And of course, anyone who hears that understands that that word legion has to do with like a a Roman army of thousands of troops. And so this man answers the question, uh, my name is legion because we are many. So he moves from my name to then we. And so this man sees himself as inseparable from the demons because the spirits that within him have let him know have confused him to let him know listen you are no separation from us we are you and you are us and so he says my name is legion and we are many they are inseparable The, the man then begs Jesus because the demons have let him know that that Jesus is coming uh to to try to cast us out and so the man cries please don't leave us don't sin don't don't cast them out don't cause them to be sent out Now i want you to get this picture here and it's a clear picture of what it's like to be under the the duress and the oppression of satan and sin the man runs to jesus runs to jesus because there's an awareness this man may be able to help me and yet the spirit within this man bows down and asks why have you come here and so there's a conversation there is a a fight almost going within this man where he wants to be free and yet the spirits within him are telling him there is no freedom that you cannot we cannot be separated from you and so he says to them please don't send them out because for him for these spirits to come out it would be like it would kill him it would be destroying him and so uh, this lets us know of the bondage of sin. He's both lonely and. Th- fearful of being alone if these spirits come out i'll be alone my identity is found in them whatever i'm doing it's connected to them please don't cast them out and yet at the same time we see the pain of sin that when we are entangled in sin when we are entangled in works of darkness these things convince us that, that 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 we can't live apart from them. How many of you have had sin and you can't imagine yourself ever being away from that sin? Addictions are like that. We can't see ourselves ever not being addicted. We can't see ourselves ever not doing that sin. We can't see ourselves as that thing never being in uh, having a time where it's not in our life that is the bondage of the enemy but i want you to know that you can be separated from sin and darkness <laughs> but this man gives us a clear picture of of the of the struggle of humanity and sin listen have you ever asked for help and then changed your mind the man runs to Jesus and then says please don't cast them out I need your help Lord but please don't please don't, don't separate me from this yes I want to be saved but no I don't think I can live without this this is the problem of sin uh, You, where you, you almost can't separate yourself from it no wonder Paul prays that prayer in Romans chapter 7 verse 24 where he says oh wretched man that i am who shall deliver me from this body of death it's like i'm dying it's like a war is in me but i'm telling you today there is an answer to who shall separate you it's christ christ can separate you but to get to that point you're going to have to tell the truth you're going to have to tell others and you're going to have to tell yourself That you have struggled with living, with leaving your old life. And you're going to have to be honest. The demons of your past, the sins of your present, they don't want to let you go. And you find yourself having a sense of endearment with it. You, not only do they not want to let you go, there's a part of you that is saying you don't want to let them go either jesus told this man i want you to tell everybody all that i have done well to tell all that christ has done you've got to tell the whole story now the demons knew that jesus came to cast them out so when when the man is begging Please don't send them out to don't send them out to another country. The the demons understand who Jesus is. They understand he is the Son, as they say, of the Most High. He is the Living God, and so they recognize their time is up. And so uh, Jesus uh, does a funny thing here. He seems to make a concession for the demons and they say well can't you just send us into these pigs and Jesus says yes uh, you can go into the pigs but what Jesus is doing is he is making a concession not for the demons but for the man the man who is struggling to see himself apart from them Jesus is saying listen you need to come out and this man needs to know that when you leave you, he will still live it's almost as if it's tearing him apart there's a phobia within him that he can't imagine himself apart from these demons inside of him and so Jesus says yes you gotta go and the demon says, well then send us here and, and Jesus makes a concession yes I'm not sending them away I'm going to send them into these pigs and so he cast them out and they run into the pigs do you know we see the true havoc the true reality of the demonic havoc that is reached in people's lives when these demons go into the pigs what happens to the pigs they rush over a cliff and die that's exactly what happens Satan comes and his there there is not there's nothing to stop his havoc there's nothing to stop his pain there's nothing to stop his harm he comes to kill and steal and destroy and whatever he's going to touch it's never going to be good it's never going to be pure his aims will never be innocent and so even though the pigs will perish Jesus however only wants to bring you freedom, glory to God he only wants to bring you peace, he only wants to make you whole and that's why he he calls us to come into his kingdom, out of the kingdom of darkness and to come into his kingdom, now notice what happens then He cast these demons out of this man. And he receives this man to himself. And he calls this man to come into his kingdom. Uh, It doesn't record everything he says. But one thing we do know is when Jesus is with this man. And he has cast out these demons. And he has made this man whole. The scripture describes him in verse 15. as, 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 As sitting clothed in his right mind. In fact, he is so normal. He looks so healthy. He looks so whole and complete that those who know him are afraid because they've never seen him like this. And they're trying to figure out what's going on. But this is what happens when Jesus come in. He makes you whole. Now look at the townspeople. They find him right in his mind, but they're not happy. And they're not happy for a reason. (laughs) They look at him and they see the cost of what it took for this man to become whole. They lost their pigs. Do you know there are some people where if you truly see, if you truly understand your relationship with them, you will understand their stuff matters more to them than your wholeness and your peace. They, lo- they prefer your, they prefer you drunk and funny, than you sober and in your right mind. They, they prefer you you, you, you living uh, just wastefully than you having control over your person and living as if you have purpose. There are some people that only want you because somehow they benefit from your pain. You know, yeah, there were some of them who tried to help him and tried to bind him. But listen, after a while, those people gave up on him and they got used to living with him like that. Can I tell you, you don't want to be around people who are okay with your bondage. You don't want to be around people who are okay with you living in sin, living in depression, living in pain and anguish of soul. That's why these same people did not want Jesus. Because for them, Jesus is someone who will cost them what they truly love more than anything. Can I say something about these townsmen? They may not have had a demon like this man did, but they were under the same kingdom of darkness as that man was, they didn't want Jesus. And let me tell you, if you don't want Jesus, it's because you are under another kingdom. Hmm. Now this man sees how the town people are and recognizes Christ who has come and given him his right mind and given him wholeness he begs Jesus. Now, the first time he begged Jesus, he was begging, Don't let these demons leave me. Now he's begging Jesus, Don't you leave me. Don't leave me. Let me go with you. Again, the man is worried about being alone. But Jesus lets him know I'm your Lord and King. You are never alone in my kingdom and then he tells him, I have a mission for you and a purpose for your life and, 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 it, and, 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 and that purpose is that you would go and tell everyone how good I have been to you and how much mercy my kingdom brings to all who look to me for help and you know it becomes clear it becomes clear to him this man and it becomes clear to us. You realize all of this happened because Jesus had this man on his mind. Jesus came just for him. Jesus left where he was, went through a raging sea where the devil was trying to kill the, him and the disciples just so he can get to an unclean gentile land so he could deliver this man (laughs) you know a truth that we discover here sometimes we'll make these statements you know when I found the Lord but you know what this tells us we didn't find the Lord the Lord found us the Lord went looking for us we don't find Jesus he finds us there is never a time when Jesus doesn't know where you are he knew that man was in the tombs he knew that man was possessed of devils he knew that man was not loved by the townsmen he came there just for that man a man who had never met him a man who they had never spoken of but he went all across that water uh, into spiritual warfare because he found a man that was to be made whole there is never a time when god doesn't love you there is never a time when you're not his priorities jesus only left the area of garrison After this man's life became whole. Jesus' mission is for us to come into his kingdom where true freedom exists. A kingdom where you're only loved and a kingdom where you're never alone. I tell you, you got to tell them only Jesus truly loves you more than everything else. If you're going to tell them Tell them only Jesus loves them. Tell them the people that have been in your life getting used to benefiting off of your sin, they don't love you. Tell them the people who are using you and manipulating, they don't love you. Tell them Jesus is the only one that really loves them. At the end of Mark chapter 4 verse 41, the disciples have seen Jesus say to these, uh, to the Uh, To the wind peace be still And the wind ceased And there was a great calm And they said to one another Who is this That even the wind and the sea obey him Who is this man Not only does the sea and the wind obey him But sicknesses obey him Diseases obey him And yes even demons Obey him Who is he today I want you to know he is the king Of the kingdom Hear all That Jesus does And can do For you And choose To know And follow him And you know what you're gonna find He's going to lead you to righteousness, to peace, to a joy that's not even of this world, to a joy, as the scripture says, that's of the Holy Spirit. And soon you too will tell others all that he has done for you. Oh, I'm reminded of that song. When I think of the goodness of Jesus. all he has done for me my soul shouts hallelujah thank God for setting me free and for saving me what will you tell tell them that Jesus is not afraid of the things that have bombarded your life Tell the truth about what it was like when you were living in the kingdom of darkness. Tell, tell the truth and be honest about the struggle that you had with sin that sometimes you wanted to leave and then other times you didn't and you were torn in two and it was destroying you. But tell them that God loved you so much he refused to let you stay there. Tell them about the mercy and compassion and the goodness of Jesus oh you're not defined by your past and your sins and the demons of yesteryear you are defined by a God who is in pursuit of you and he is going to you no matter where you are so that you are free can we pray today I want to pray for you who are hearing this message. I don't know how. I don't know how you've come across this message, whether this page or whether this is an old link, but I want you to know this Jesus had a divine appointment for you, for you to know who he is. And he has come to set you free like he set this man free. And I also want to pray for those of you who Jesus has brought you out it's time that you live up to the calling of his purpose for your life go tell them all and notice this was not one of the disciples these were not a man who became an apostle this was simply a man who God loved and God gave him a mission and God is giving all of us this same mission go and tell them all that I've done for you and how I've had mercy You're not to go out there convincing everybody and arguing with everyone. No, you just have to tell them what the Lord has done for you. Father, today in the name of Jesus, I thank you. Because your word says, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And so I pray for those who are apart from you. They're in the kingdom of darkness and they don't know that there's freedom. They don't know that there's hope. They don't know that there's peace. They don't know that there's a life apart from what they're experiencing. But Christ, shine on them. Send the light. Your blessed gospel light. Hallelujah. Let it shine and for the one that knows the Holy Spirit come upon them. I pray for the Spirit of God to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire, that you have a boldness, that you have a burden to go and tell everyone, hallelujah, what the Lord has done. Lord, feel them. Feel them with the joy of of knowing others, can experience the joy of the Lord. Oh, Father, in Jesus' name, let it be. Let it be, Lord. Let this take place, both the freedom and the liberty of telling others, the freedom of being free of sin and the joy of telling others there's hope in Christ alone.